God bless you. This is Apostle Anthony Wilson for Love Thy Neighbor podcast. And this week on Love Thy Neighbor, we're going to be talking about open doors. Uh, over the last few weeks, uh, took last week off, uh, actually last two weeks off, uh, just to get myself together. A lot has been going on in our world. Uh, the death of, of George Floyd, uh, the protest, uh, the peaceful protest, um, and also the rioting and looting that has caused lockdowns across the country. Uh, what is God saying? What is what is God's heart in the midst of this? Well, we know that God believes in justice, uh, and we know that God is a God um, that wants to uh, deal righteously with the people. And so, uh, our prayer is for justice. Our prayer is for peace in our nation. Our prayer is for people to come together and not separate. Our prayer is that this would be a moment that would mark a shift in history, not in a negative sense, but in a positive sense, that it brings people closer together, that it destroys and tears down uh, systems uh, that are uh, ungodly and are unjust, uh, that it causes a reevaluation and an amendment uh, to some of the laws and rules and the way things are done in our country. And so we're looking forward to that. And so um, as we uh, finish off our series or dive a little bit deeper into our series of territories, platforms, and open doors, uh, today I want to dive into uh, the doors that God is opening even in the midst of a very difficult situation. God is opening doors uh, for the gospel to be preached uh, and we've got to be prepared to walk through them. So today on Love Thy Neighbor, we'll be talking about open doors. God bless you, this is Apostle Anthony Wilson, and I am just... Uh, elated to be back on the air uh, took a couple weeks off um, it actually is Tuesday not Monday but uh, I'm still going to put this particular podcast out um, because uh, the Lord has, has just shown me so much over the last couple of weeks um, with uh, the George Floyd situ- situation and it swept across the country Um, It has created all kinds of um, buzz and discussion and even division to a certain extent. And so today I'm going to still dive into um, open doors because even in this circumstance, what God is doing is still happening even in the midst of what's going on in our world. So we're going to talk about open doors today. So, um, there are five reasons for God to open doors for us. There are five reasons that God will open doors for us. And number one, um, the number one reason is fairly, um, obvious. God wants to open doors us to preach the gospel he wants us to open the door he wants to open doors for us to preach the gospel now this is interesting because for most of us 
who are Christians. Oh man, we have a me-centered view of our relationship with God, our relationship with the Bible, our relationship with the church. A lot of times it's all about me. And so when we think about God opening doors, we don't think about God opening doors for God's purpose, for God's mission, for God's vision. We think about God opening doors for what it is that we desire and that we want and that we want to accomplish or do. And so the Apostle Paul prays in or asks for prayer in Colossians chapter 4 and verse 6. Actually, we'll begin at verse 2. Sorry about that. Colossians chapter 4 and verse 2. He says, continue earnestly in prayer. Be vigilant with thanksgiving. Meanwhile, praying also for us that God would open to us a door for the word. Y'all see that? Open us, open to us a door for the word. He didn't ask God to open a door, you know, to us um, for our business, for our book, for our our podcast, even um, our YouTube page, our ministry, in the sense of the thing that we've put together and that we want people to partake in. The ultimate goal here is that God would open to us a door for the word to speak the mystery of Christ for which I am also in chains that I may make manifest as I ought to speak walking in wisdom towards those who are outside redeeming the time let your speech always be with grace seasoned with salt that you may know how you ought to answer each one what I want to share with you is that as a believer, and I've got to narrow this down, I've got to give you a laser focus on this because it's been so broad and it's so it's been so muddied and it's been so unclear and we struggle with this. The Apostle Paul here is asking that they pray for him, that God would open a door to them. And the wording is interesting because he says, and this is um, this is verse three. Meanwhile, praying also for us that God would open to us a door. Open to us a door. This is interesting because the way this is being stated is that this door um, is not a physical door. It's not you know, the door to a vault that they're trying to get in. It is a door in the sense of the spirit realm. It's the door in the sense of hearts and minds. It's the door of opportunity in order for the word, the word of God. Here's why 99% of believers are not seeing themselves succeed to the level uh, that they believe that God wants them to succeed to. I'm getting ready to give you a secret. 
It's really not a secret, but we'll just say that. The reason why so many believers do not succeed, so many believers feel unfulfilled, feel like their life is a failure, like they're not doing what they're supposed to do, is because their motive is not to preach the word. Their motive is to make money. Their motive is to get a certificate. Their motive is to become known. Their motive is um, for people to pat them on the back and notice them. They are not praying for the door to be open so that the word of God could be preached. Now watch this. Let's apply it. We want upward, upward mobility, mobility on our job, not because we want a greater opportunity to share the word of God with more people on our job. We want upward, upward mobility on our job so that we can make more money so that our life can be more comfortable. This is a me-centered idea and this is a me-centered reading of scripture. This is a me-centered approach to God. God now becomes, and this is a line from uh, the book that I'm writing right now, God now becomes um, the supporting cast and we become the star. When in all actuality, God is the star and we are the audience in awe of his magnificent performance. We're not even the supporting cast. We're the audience. We're the recipients of what God is doing. And so we're saying, God, whatever you're doing, we want to enjoy it. We want to go along for the ride. We want to be a part of what you're doing. Wow. And so this door is not being opened so that Paul's ministry could break through. This door is being opened for the word. And Paul's ministry is preaching and teaching the word. You say, well, how does that work? How, how does that work? Well, well, if I launch a business, shouldn't I be praying for the door to be open for my business to expand? If your business is the platform by which you're going to preach the word of God from, then yes. Well, what if my business is hair products? Then some way, shape, or form, you better have a gospel-centered hair product that when people put your use your hair product, they have an opportunity to hear the gospel and get to know Jesus because your hair product is going to pass away, but the word will stand. Well, what if, what if, what if my company is uh, a consulting for people's brands and their businesses, then in my consultation of people, they will encounter a person who is on a bigger mission than just to make their life better. And so he is praying for God to open a door to them for the word. So number one, God will open the door for the work. And he did. They broke into new territories. Uh, in 1 Corinthians chapter 16 and verse 9, he says that um, an effective door has been opened to him. Watch this. For a great 
an effective door has opened to me and there are many adversaries. A great and effective door has opened to me and there are many adversaries. So even though God opens the door, that doesn't mean that you will be adversary free because, watch this, anytime you have a larger platform or a larger reach, there's more opportunity for persecution and for people to have a problem with what you're doing. See, see, some people can share the gospel in secret and quiet. I'm just going to share the gospel by the way I live. No, they don't know what you're living. They just think you're a nice person and they're going to end up passing away and being in hell. And they're going to say, wow, that brother was a real nice person. But they're never going to know that you were serving Christ and you had a bigger mission, a bigger purpose than the business. Even in athletics, I got a son who wants to go to the NFL. Six foot three, 300 pounds, offensive guard. I want to pray for God to open a door for him, but not so he can just play in the NFL, but so that he can preach the gospel to football players and coaches and GMs and officials. That when he goes into that league, he's not going there just to be comfortable and just to say, I made it. Y'all hear me out there. I got a daughter working on her master's degree and I don't want her to just have her master's degree uh, just I don't want that door to just be open just so she can have earthly achievements I want purpose to happen I want the gospel to reach people I want her to be able to reach people in foreign languages she speaks multiple languages and I want to be able to reach the reach people in multiple languages this is why this door is to be open too passionate I got to calm down on this but that's just number one. Number two relates to number one is that God will open a door into his kingdom. God will open a door into his kingdom. We all should be praying for that. We should be praying for God to open up, swing open the doors of his kingdom so that man could come in. Here's what it says in 2 Peter Um Chapter 1, verse 11. For so an entrance will be supplied to you abundantly into the everlasting kingdom of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. An entrance will be supplied to you. This is my prayer for every single individual. And you know what? If he opens a door for me to preach the word, then he'll open a door for people to enter his kingdom. You know, the Bible, uh, Paul says, some plants, some water, but God gives the increase. So even when I preach the word, even when I present the mystery of Christ, it's going to be God that decides if that person comes into the kingdom or not, because I can't tell if they really heard the word and repented. I can't tell if they really received it and were obedient to it, but God can. And so my prayer is that God would open an entrance for every man, woman, boy, and girl into his kingdom, you know, in, into the kingdom of Christ, the everlasting kingdom of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Uh, we want to pray for doors to be open, for the doors of the kingdom to swing wide open. And in order to do that, we can't just pray it. We've got to preach it. We've got to share it. And so I'm praying for gospel opportunities for you to share the gospel. For to share the message of Christ. 
That's number two, entrance into the kingdom. But number three, God will swing open doors of deliverance from bondage, of deliverance from bondage. Y'all know this story in Acts chapter 16. Our brothers Paul and Silas were in the jail cell. Y'all remember that? Acts chapter 16, verse 26, here's what it says. And suddenly there was a great earthquake so that the foundation of the prisons were shaken and immediately all the doors were open and everyone's chains were loosed. Paul and Silas were having a prayer meeting at 12 o'clock at night and in the middle of the night and, and, and the Lord opened the doors. What was happening here is that Paul was being let out of prison because God <laughs> was opening another door for him to preach the word. Because the guard, the prison guard, wanted, found, ended up wanting to know how, what must I do to be saved. And so God opened the door, delivered Paul from where he was in order for Paul to go and preach the word. It's almost as if the prayer that Paul was asking them to pray was exactly answered in such a way that the doors of the prison were opened up so that Paul could go out and preach the word. And so he was delivered from the prison in order to go preach the word. And so God will open uh, doors of deliverance from bondage. God will set you free from a situation so that you can go and do what it is that he called you to do. I know you want God to set you free from the situation just so you can feel better. Just so I don't have to go through this anymore. Just so it doesn't hurt anymore. Just so it's not uh, such a pressure on my life. No, when God sets you free, he's setting you free because he's sending you to set somebody else free. He's sending you to go preach the word and share it with somebody else. He doesn't just set you free just so you can be comfortable and convenient and feel good about yourself. He's actually setting you free because there's a purpose that you have to fulfill. Thank you, God. So I, I, I want to pray for people to be set free so they can go and reach that person that God has assigned them to, to reach. If there's a financial bondage, I pray that God sets you free from it in order that you may go and do what you need to do. And setting you free might be your own mind being the opposition, not even the circumstance. It might not even be the circumstance that's really binding you. It's your own thoughts. And so you've got to be set free in your own thoughts. So that's number three, deliverance from bondage. Number four, to reach people personally. We're going to stay in Acts. Stay in Acts. Um, in Acts chapter 16, verse 14. Now a certain woman named Lydia heard us. She was a seller of purple from the city of Thyatira who worshiped God. The Lord, watch this, opened her heart to heed the things spoken by Paul. Wait a minute. We need to pray for God to open people's hearts so that they will hear and understand and receive what God is saying. Some of us, God, God has given you a word. He's given you something that he wants you to share. 
And I know we're in this season of entrepreneurism and everybody's uh, 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 running out to start a new business or start this up and start a channel and start this. But you need to know that your channel is temporary, but your purpose is permanent. That the purpose of God in your life is what needs to be fulfilled. And so if you use these vehicles, they need to be resources. They don't need to be the goal of your life. If you're going to go into real estate and you're going to sell houses, I got a friend that's getting ready to go into real estate, as a matter of fact, and sell houses. This is an opportunity not just to put people in a home, but it's an opportunity to share and bring people back home. What do you mean by that? That there are some people that have strayed away from God and because they've strayed away from God, God is opening a door for you to go and share his message with them to bring them back home. He's giving you the ministry of reconciliation and so you're going to bring him, bring them back home. So, Number four is to reach people personally. Let me give you one more verse. This one stood out to me in Acts chapter 14, verse 27. I thought this one was very interesting. Acts chapter 14, verse 27. This blew my mind. Now, when they had come, uh, when they had come and gathered the church together, they reported all that God had done with them and that he had opened the door of faith to the Gentiles. <laughs> that God had opened the door of faith to the Gentiles. We need more people praying for the door of faith to be open to those that don't know God. That's what we need open. We need that prayer fervently pray. Open a door, open, oh, open a door of faith to those that don't know Jesus Christ today. Number five, my final one, number five. Uh, this is a this is a beautiful one, and this is uh, God speaking to Israel in the book of Hosea uh, in chapter two, verses uh, 14 and 15. Um, if anybody knows the story of Hosea and Gomer, um, Hosea is the prophet that God uh, called to marry a harlot, a prostitute. Yes, he purposely called him to marry a woman who was going to be promiscuous and that he was going to have to go and buy her back. And he did that because he wanted to show his incredible love for the people of Israel. And so in chapter 2 of Hosea, verse 14 and 15, it says this, Therefore, behold, I will allure her. And this is the prostitute. This is Israel as a prostitute straying away from God. And I will bring her into the wilderness and I will speak comfort to her and I will give her vineyards from there and the valley of Echnor as a door of hope. She shall sing there in the days of her youth as in the days when she came up out of the land of Egypt. God is saying he's going to romance his people of Israel and he's going to bring them into a beautiful place and he's going to give them a door of hope. Oh God. My prayer today is that God's people would have a door of hope. 
that they would see that God is not angry at them, that they would see that God has not rejected them, and that they would see that through what you are doing as a Christian, as a believer, that you are turning people back to God and you are showing them that there's hope in him, not hope in the things of this world, that money is not going to solve their problem, that relationships aren't going to solve their problem, that drugs, alcohol, experiences, bigger houses, cars, achievements are not going to solve their problem, that their hope is going to be found in the doors that God opens and God wants to give them a door of hope. And so I want to pray for you today. Um, The country is at odds, it's broken, and I think it's very poignant that we end on this note. We want to pray for a door of hope to be opened to our nation, to our world. The ultimate problem with racism, prejudice, bigotry, and brutality is our misunderstanding of how we see one another. We need to see each other as people made in the image of God. No matter what color, no matter what background, no matter what economic status. And my prayer today is that a door be opened for reconciliation. A door be opened for the hope of reconciliation that the gospel will be preached. That the whole purpose that Jesus came is that he came and he died for the whole world. That one day we would all be worshiping God together in spirit and in truth. And that I would look at people who are different from me only in color or shade, which is probably more accurate. And I would see them as my brothers and sisters in Christ. And so today, Father, we pray. Pray for our nation. We pray for our friends. We pray for our family. We pray, God, that you would, number one, open a door that the word would be preached, that the mystery of Christ would be revealed, and that we would speak the things that we ought to speak. Number two, that a great entrance would be made into the kingdom of God, that you would open doors that no man can shut, that you would usher in people of all nations, colors, and creeds into your kingdom. But number three, that you would deliver us from whatever bondages uh, that we are dealing with that are keeping us from fulfilling your purpose and your plan for our life. Number four, that we'd be able to reach people personally. Open the door of their heart that we can share with them. Brother, sister, cousin, aunt, uncle, grandfather, grandmother neighbor, co-worker, the stranger on the street. And number five, that you would open a door of hope. That things won't always be like this. That we will survive and that we will get through this. And only what we do for Christ will last. God, I thank you and I praise you for this. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. Thank you for listening. I pray, God, that this would 
really bless you and encourage you. Uh, I'm back on track. I'll be posting the podcast on Mondays from here on out. This week was very crazy. The last two weeks has been crazy, but I had to get this one out um, in the process of writing a book and it's taken a lot of time. I just want to see um, doors open for people because God is doing something amazing and he's doing something wonderful in the midst of what we see as chaos and confusion. God is at work. Um, check me out on YouTube. Uh, Lord gave me a prophetic word. If you have not heard it, just look up. Uh, there is a move of God coming. Type in my name, Anthony Wilson, and you'll come up. Um, he gave me a specific word for people in this season and time that ties together with our series of uh, territories, platforms, and open doors. And then there will be a book coming soon um, with a similar title. The Lord is, uh, is, is ministering to me about the title. Um, the content is Territories, Platforms, and Open Doors. Um, boldly going where no one has gone before. God is really calling a, a people. He's calling a people uh, to shift uh, the narrative. Uh, Christianity has been hijacked. And um, there's a people rising up to take it back. Um and so we are, we are definitely working hard to study, pray, fast, uh, seek God's face on recapturing the true message of the Bible, the true message of what prosperity is according to scripture. And so uh, look out for that book. It's going to be coming soon, working hard uh, to get it done prayers that I'm done by the end of, end of the month and it'll be out in July That's if, if the Lord is willing but God bless you, thank you for listening uh, to love thy neighbor as Apostle Anthony Wilson, remember to love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind and strength and love your neighbor as yourself God bless you